Boxing Freaks, welcome to another episode of the J and B Ray Boxing Podcast. We told you guys this is box, this is the boxing season. The last two months of the year, we come in hard with some great boxing content. Hey, we're gonna talk about Javante Tank Davis's knockout of the year 2020. Usyk's 12 round what audition for another heavyweight title fight for a heavyweight title fight, or I don't know what it is. We'll talk about it. And Mungia's struggle, struggle city against his opponent. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about Deontay Wilder's latest video that was out where he explains himself about why he lost and loyalty and how he ain't never going to take Floyd Mayweather's advice. All that and all that good stuff we're going to talk about. But again, folks, I don't do this by myself. I do have a co-host. He's the man. He's the myth. He's the one that bailed out Adrian Broner because he got arrested for content. B-Ray in the motherfucking house. B-Ray? I was born right. Hey, Bronco, down! Hey, Bronco, down! Hey, Bronco, down! Hey, Bronco, down! Just leave his ass fucking in jail and rot, man. Well, let's be leave honest. Leave him to rot. Let's be honest. He bailed him out, B-Ray. He bailed him out. <laughs> I think he bailed himself out of the last few thousand dollars he has left in his bank account. Well, he's supposed to fight. Well, supposedly, ES News said that he spoke to Eve, uh, Steven Espinosa, and they're working on a fight for January. For January. For January. God damn. Wow. For January. Fuck him. Anyways. <laughs> I was how was I better things. I, how oh. Was, Halloween was great. Okay. Halloween was great. I hope everyone had a great time. I really thought that, you know, it was gonna be a shitty one because you know the whole fucking pandemic. But no, uh where I live at, there's a old old town, it's called Old Town Sacramento. Fucking great. For Halloween, it was perfect. All right. Anybody that follows me. Saw what I dressed up, you know, looked like a skull. My girlfriend, you know, Miss Cass, did that, by the way. I'm pretty sure it's not a big shock because she does that. Does it, she did it perfectly. So, I, what can I say, man? I didn't get drunk, but that was fucking great. It was great walking around the city, seeing great costumes. I had fun, man. It sucks I didn't see the fight, but you know what? I, I still don't regret it. I still don't regret it. I had, a, you know, a fun time Halloween night. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I saw I saw your pictures. Um, question though, your, yes, your, your girl was dressed as the chick from Adams Family, right? Yeah, Morticia Adams. <laughs> uh, what member of the family were you? <laughs> that's the thing. We didn't match on that. Also, so she dressed up as a single Morticia Adams. What happened to uh, the husband? Did he die? I guess, I guess so. I guess he died. You know, even though he was still walking around. So yeah, I guess you can say that. Well, I mean, I'm saying you weren't. You didn't dress like any member of the family or the Adam family. I didn't recognize yeah. you. I didn't re- recognize you. Oh, you didn't recognize me? Well, I don't think no one else did. So, I'm just saying. I mean, you could have dressed up like the husband, you know? Yeah. Get a pin in your mustache. Nah. <laughs> I think I like what I was wearing. Could have wore just like a nice little pants and black shirt and just try with to the, look. With the suspenders. 
Uh, you could have done that, yeah. Yeah, I could have done that. Yeah, no, yeah, no. No, no. Okay, I'm, I'm making no. sure. I'm not trying to insult you. I'm not trying to start a fight here. <laughs> I'm not trying to start a fight here. I'm just saying. No, no. Wasn't necessary. Nope. Okay. All right, cool. We'll move on. We'll move on. So my, my homie. <laughs> so, 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 oh, well, first of all, first of all, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, in a couple weeks, B-Ray is going to make his way down here to, Cal- to Southern California. And we're going to give you a Thanksgiving bonus episode. Yes, we are. Live in the Ramble Studios, a bonus episode of J&B Boxing Podcast. So we're going to give you two. We're going to give you a bonus episode, okay? We're not going to be off that week. We're going to give you a bonus episode. Look we at that, thought, man. What a treat. We haven't thought about what the topic's going to be, but we're going to do something for you guys, all right? So give you a heads up on that. Look at that. That's a treat, folks. <clears throat> all right. So my Halloween, I didn't do shit. I stayed home. <laughs> okay. Like I said last week, I was originally going to host a fight, but my mm-hmm. wife wanted to hang out. So we just watched movies. We watched Pet Cemetery. The, no, the new one, not the old one, the new one. Mm, okay. And then we saw this movie about World War II uh, soldiers fighting German soldiers who were experimenting in a castle. It's called Overlord. Pretty good movie. That's all I did. We got popcorn. Um, I think my wife, no, my wife cooked or she ordered out. No, she cooked. <laughs> she made sliders. We just chilled out. My phone was blowing up with everything that was happening with Javante uh, Tank Davis. Yep. Um, early in the morning, uh, even, well, afternoon, a little bit of the evening, I saw the Usyk fight and bet the whole evening, the whole night. I was with my wife, with my queen. And, uh, and I was just getting my phone blown up by Nescaleto because he was like, hey, what's going on with the fight? Even though Escaleto knew perfectly well, I wasn't watching the fight. But as soon as the knockout happened, the Jane Berry boxing boxing page blew up with people tagging us, people notifying us about Gervonta Tank Davis's straight up knockout of the year. So that was vicious, vicious. So B Ray, do you want to start with talking about the Tank Davis fight, or do you want to go start out what happened on Friday with um, Jaime Munguia and then make our way up as the cards like you know how like how we did it? Yeah, you know what? Let's do that. Yeah, let's start out what happened on Friday night. All right, cool. So. Jaime Munguia making his second fight in middleweight, fought Terriano Johnson. So Terriano Johnson had 21 wins, two losses, one and one draw. Again, Munguia is undefeated. This was his second fight at middleweight. Um, we both expected, me and Beery expected, to be another type of Spike O'Sullivan type of fight. Yeah. It kind of was. Kind of was. It, it was. Munguia won by uh, TKO. Yes, in the uh, sixth, I believe. Yes, I think you're right. Hold on, I'm trying to look was, here. Which was, by the way, a nasty fucking cut on that That was lip. the nastiest cut that I think I've seen in a while. Oh, I'm sorry, it was a KO. It was KO. So technically, it's a... Um, it's, you're right. Yeah, it was a KO. To a KO, so it's a knockout. Um, B-Ray, I give all the credit to Johnson. He came in and bullied... Bigger, well, bullied Munguia around. He bullied him. He was smothering he, him. He made him uncomfortable. Like, fuck. And, and made Munguia, to me, like I said last week, this was going to be a showcase fight. This fight was supposed to give Munguia the type of street cred in the middleweight division to mm-hmm. fight the guys of like David Lemieux or a Triple G, mostly Triple G. This is performance last Friday. It, it didn't really can i say it kind of put more doubt it did 
And you, you've read what I texted you. I, I still think this way. I, when I saw that fight, I texted you. I don't think – I don't see this guy not even coming close to beating a guy like Triple G. Not even giving Canelo even a good fight. And I know that part is very early. But I'm saying that just because a lot of people are speculating that this guy could be a future opponent for Canelo. I don't see that right mm, now. Not right now. For Canelo, not right now. Triple G, I thought this fight would probably say, oh, shit. He get my fight, Triple G, next. If that Mungia, fight with Johnson. If Mungia walked in and fucking literally showed everything he had yep. and beat the crap out of Johnson from pillar to, from you know corner to corner, yeah, that would have given him a, a, a opportunity to fight Triple G. Yeah. He would have been like, oh, shit, imagine against Triple G. Imagine against Triple right? G. This fight was more like a 39-year-old Triple G would still beat his ass. Yep. That's what I said. I was like, I see Triple G beating this guy. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I I didn't watch the fight live because I was doing I was um doing rambling. Yeah. So I saw highlights um after I was I was editing the the show, and the next day I saw it before the Usyk fight, and I'm watching it and I'm like, dude, this this guy made him uncomfortable the whole fight. He this did. guy made him this guy made him fight backwards. Um, it took Mungia maybe a round or two to fight him. Be like, okay, I'm gonna have to fight him in the inside. But Bire, he hired Eric Morales to train him. Eric Morales is maybe one of the best Mexican boxers in the last 30 years. Yeah, am, 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 yep. I, am I wrong or am I right? No, no, you're right, man. He was one of the best. Do you see anything in Munguia that says Eric Morales is training him? No. Not at the moment. Not at the moment I'm saying that. No. What I saw last Friday night, man, it, it was he He Sorry just that. he struggled. That's no, okay, man. He, he struggled. And, and I know that you know, it, boxing ain't pretty, but it was it apparently it was supposed to be a fight that he was supposed to showcase. He was supposed to come out looking like holy shit. He looked pretty good. Fight with Triple G would be nice, or anybody in that division. Last Friday night, I go. He he didn't look that great, and you like you said, there was a lot of doubt now. So his it's next fight, he is. has to prove something again. Who do you fight next? Do you you can't keep fighting a. Uh... A Johnson type fighter, you can be fighting a Spike O'Sullivan type fighter, especially that you're a former world champion. Yeah, you're gonna have to nut up or shut up. Yep, I agree. <laughs> you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. I mean, this fight, like I said last week, was supposed to be the type of fight. If he won, his next step was to step up in the level of competition. And I said I named two opponents that I felt were good step ups. Either um, oh my god um. What's the, the Canadian fight? I just mentioned them earlier. Mm. David Lemieux. David Lemieux. Okay. Either fight David Lemieux, you know, throw some money at him, have him come down, give him proper time to come down to middleweight, come down and see what he can do, or entice Triple G to take this fight against his young fighter. Oh, man. At 39, Triple G really can be affording to put himself in the shelf waiting for Canelo to finally say, yes, I'll fight you. Yeah. Can uh, Munguia make the most sense to me? After last Friday's performance, a 39-year-old Triple G still beats him. And yeah. I think and I think not only beats him, beats the shit out of him. Yeah, my money's on him. My money's on the old war war um war veteran here. The man who's been in the battles numerous times. Who's been in the trenches. This kid right here, he ain't ready for that. He ain't ready. No. So nothing made me say that, yeah, he's ready. Not really. And I know he's young, but 
What's he's not ready at the moment. 24? Twenty three, four, three, three, twenty four. So I mean, right? I know, I know mm-hmm. the announcers are like, "Well, he hasn't really grown into his middleweight body." You're right. You're right. He hasn't. But he hasn't. And twenty four. There we go. Guy's twenty four. Okay, he hasn't hit his peak yet. I get nope. that. But you're fighting at the elite level, man. He is. I mean, especially at middleweight. Especially middleweight. The you got Charlo, you got Andre, you got Canelo, you got. You got a lot of fighters right now in the division that are are willing to go. They're willing to go, and you're gonna, you can't be giving those type of performances. I mean, do I think Mungia would have won the fight? Yes, because I think Johnson was starting to get tired. Johnson, yeah. Johnson was starting to get less, a little bit sloppier. Mungia was starting to pinpoint that uppercut pretty good. So I maybe would have given it an extra two more rounds before. Mungia started showcasing, but nasty cut though. Nasty cut. Well, let me ask you: Would you have stopped the fight? Would you would would you have allowed him to continue? I mean, he's busted up on the lip. Like he literally, there's like his lower lip is dangling. Yeah. Oh. I mean, his upper lip. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He's cut on the left eye. He's bleeding from the left eye. He's cut up in the middle here. He he can literally stick his tongue out. Like his like he can literally his lips are flapping. Yep. Was it the right stoppage for you, in your opinion? I, I think it was. It really was. I, in my opinion, with that type of cut, <clears throat> nasty one on the lip, I, I like to believe, it's, yeah, it's best to stop the fight. Especially you mentioned he had a, what, he had a cut in his eye. I think it was the right move, to be honest with you. Right move that they had to stop the fight. It sucks because I remember they kept saying, I believe they kept saying it, right? Like, it sucks. It's going to end right now because this was getting pretty good. The, the guy kept saying I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out who said it. Who said it for this fight? I gotta oh, put was something. it a Sergio? No, Moore? no, no. So I, I'm trying to remember who said that this fight between Mungia and Johnson reminded him of Lennox Lewis versus Vitaly Klitschko, not because of the styles, but because of how the fight, the story of the fight. That remember Lennox Lewis was landing bombs on Klitschko, and Klitschko yep. would not go down, would not take a step back. And nope. The only thing, it, Klitschko didn't quit. His face quit on him because of the cut. That was a nasty gut. Johnson was the same way. Johnson was getting was getting hit cleanly by Mungia with his mm-hmm. uppercuts, was getting beat up to the body once in a while. But hit, Mungia's power never showed. Johnson never took a step back. Johnson's chin did never never gave up. It was Johnson's lip that actually gave threw in the towel with the lip. That's yep. <laughs> That's very true. It's very true what just happened, really. But I was very shocked with seeing that let, let lip really get fucked up. Uh, it was, I almost puked, man. Really nasty. And I saw them. They, they were kind of like spreading it a little bit. I don't know. I think they were spreading it. It was, just, it was nasty. It was graphic. I think they wanted to see yeah. how bad the cut was. How bad it was. So, no, I, I, my opinion, when situations that happens, I do believe they should stop the fight. I mean, I don't know if any of you agree with it. Agree with it or disagree with it, but I do believe in a situation like that, it, it should be stopped. No, I agree. I think the fight should have been stopped. I think it was a it was a right call. I I didn't dispute it when I saw the fight. I'm like, okay, no, they made a they made a right call, mm-hmm. ending the fight right now. Um, I would have loved to have to gone to go on, but the guy's lip like it was bad. Like it was a horror movie, and it was nasty when they showed it slow mo. It's almost like you saw that little piece fly by. 
I'm not shitting you. Watch that video in slow-mo, and I believe you saw a little piece of that fly out, man. It's really fucking nasty. Extremely fucking nasty. Extremely, man. Um, so we both agree. So you saying that Mungia needs to fight uh, maybe a couple more fights before we actually start talking about him fighting elite fighters. Yeah. Fighters like Triple G, guys like Canelo. I think that he needs a bit more fights, yeah. And again, he's young, so I think it makes sense. But that fight sure did not make me go, oh, he can go, he can go against Triple G at least. It did not for me. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think um, I don't think this was a good showing for him. I do think he needs to go back to the drawing board and see what else he can do. But who else do you fight? I mean, when you're at this level, when you have a network, you have a promoter putting you out there and showcasing you as their big draw, where yeah. do you go? Who do you fight? It, it becomes a point to the audience. They're like, mm, do I really want to pay for a Mungia fight if I know this is just another showcase fight? And that's I, to me, that's kind of the the situation he's in do you still keep putting him in those type of fights or do you actually say you know what nut up or shut up shit or get off the pot <laughs> that's very true so the, i mean that's that was my opinion so but uh we'll see what happens i mean i think i heard he's thinking about coming back in february yeah he said january is hoping but january. possibly yeah maybe february but he did say in the interview, I was, I'm hoping to come back in January. I was like, fuck, okay. I mean, we, uh, we also t- got to take into consideration this pandemic. I mean, it's kind of hard for these guys to train at the elite level mm-hmm. with, the, with the pandemic, you know, happening at the moment. So I, I got to at least got to put that as an asterisk on the situation here. Especially yeah. when it comes down to it. But, the, the, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, maybe his next fight's better, but. Who knows? May hopefully, maybe because yeah, that fight wasn't. It didn't look good on him. Yeah, I mean, congratulations on his victory, but would you want a rematch? Would you? Is 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 there a reason to do a rematch? You think? I don't. Nah, I don't think so. Really, Johnson. I, I don't think up, Johnson put up a good fight. Like he was never. He scared. did. But you know what? Then again, I think we should ask them, the the boxing fans, if they really want it. I For me, it. I want to see nah. why, not? why not. Who else is he gonna fight, B Ray? Who else gave? Who else besides fucking uh, fucking Hulk Hogan gave Mungia problems? <laughs> Dennis Hogan. <laughs> Sorry, whatever. Hogan, it's okay. <laughs> Hogan matter, but who else gave him problems? Here's the thing. I think it's obvious. You, you're you're right on that point. Who is he, who, who else you gonna fight? But I think it's obvious that Mungia and his team are going. No, we're moving on. Eh, I think he's. Just, I'm, I'm telling you. I think he should fight mm-hmm. match against Johnson. No, you don't, and you may be right, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people can agree. To me, it's like not really, just move on. But, but if they're gonna do the rematch, cool, right? I, I won't, I won't like protest it. But I think that they're they're gonna go. No, let's go, let's just go to the next level. Let's just move on, just like what they did with Dennis Hogan. You think they're gonna do the rematch? <laughs> no, he moved on. I mean, there's no point after Dennis Hogan got annihilated by Charlo. <laughs> that too. There's not, there's not really no choice here. All right, next yeah, one. No. So we move across the pond. We go to the UK, go to Manchester to watch Derek Chisora, uh, pretty much, uh, uh, was it, you, would you say a gatekeeper of the heavyweight division? Yeah, I would against, say so. Against the former unified, undisputed, I'm sorry, cruiserweight champion, Alexander Usyk. So this is Usyk's second fight at the heavyweight division. B-Ray, 
we said that this was going to be a showcase for Usyk. Usyk needed to prove he belongs in this division. Um, what were your thoughts on his performance against um, Derek Chisor? Maybe a little better. But not too impressive, I'll say that. I wasn't too, too impressive, but I, I don't know. I guess a little better. I, it, it's still... Because the, the fight, I, I believe they were trying to make me... I'm, I'm going to assume, right, that that was their goal, was to make this guy look like, all right, then he can be in this heavyweight division. He can face guys like Wilder, Joshua, Fury. So far, I, I don't see it. I like this guy. I didn't I see it. He's a good fighter. He's good. He's good. Don't get me wrong. Good fighter. Um, I said straight out that Derek Sir was going to come in and bully him. Um, just real Usyk. quick. Usyk, Usyk his legs very well. Usyk came in at 217. Sir <laughs> came in at what, 255? Yeah. Um, Usyk's going to keep fighting, guys. They're going to come in at 255, 260, maybe the max 270 in the mm-hmm. division. Um, Chisora was able to bully him. He did. Usyk was able to find the range, able to land punches, but... Slip out. I'll see him sometimes. Slipping, slipping out. out. But can he do that against a top five heavyweight? Chisora's like, what, top 10 heavyweight maybe? Yeah, bottom, at least top 10. Bottom of the barrel? No, okay, top yeah. 10. I saw the fire and I go, would he be able to do that against a Dylan White? Uh, Bobekian, uh, Andy Ruiz type of fighter? I don't know. These guys yeah. are heavier. Um, Chisora knew how to throw that weight around. I just don't think, and I was, and I, and I know people are like, you were hyping him up, and you were, you were excited that Usyk was going to the division. I was, but these two performances with Chambers and Chisora, the Chambers one, you guys all know my opinion. I shitted on. Yeah, him. I don't think that was a poor <laughs> performance for him. His second fight, good, but it also proved. He's a small guy in the division. Think so. He's a small guy. And he's not a Lomachenko that can dart in and out. <laughs> you, and well, let me rephrase that. He can't fight in that style in that division because those guys, like we know in heavyweight division, one punch can end it all. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. And and that's what was exciting about the Chisora fight, because Chisora kept coming, kept coming, kept bull rushing them, kept muscling them. And every time Jasor would load up or try to swing that right hand or left hook, I'm thinking, dude, if he lands that punch on Usyk, it's over with. <laughs> so darting in and out, fighting the way he fought at cruiserweight is different from fighting at the heavyweight division. And like I said, not that many cruiserweights have been successful in the mm-hmm. heavyweight division. Evander Holyfield's the only one that I know has been successful from cruiserweight to heavyweight. But I was about to say, yep. Evander would go toe-to-toe. Evander would never let himself get muscled around by the heavyweight by the heavyweights. He'd be like, Oh, you're gonna muscle me around? All right, here. I'm gonna go in and punch you in the fucking mouth. I'm gonna take the fight to you. <laughs> Usyk's not that type of fighter. Usyk's a guy that he needs to find his range. He needs to find his rhythm. He you know he needs to execute the game plan. Dude, he looked uncomfortable for the first four rounds. He looked uncomfortable against Chisora. There are moments when Chisora would hold him and Chisora would move him to the ropes. And Usyk is looking at the ref like, yo, this guy's fucking holding me and pushing me. Like, tell him to stop. <laughs> like, it looked like even the announcers, like, you can tell he doesn't, he doesn't feel comfortable in, this, in, the, in the fight. He's looking at the ref too much to help him have to sort of stop what he's doing. What are you going to do when you have 
a 265 lean muscles, Anthony Joshua put his weight on you. What are you going to do when Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury came in the Deontay Wilder fight, like at what, 275? Yeah. What are you going to do when those guys are putting their fucking weight on you, bro? The only guy, the only guy that he's going to be competitive against because they're going to probably be in the same weight is Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder walks around 217. I think the yeah, most, pretty light. Yeah. The most he's ever gone up is what, 220, 225? Yeah, 220, 225. The lowest, what, 220, 212, I believe. Is yeah. Could be so, wrong. Deontay's the only guy he could probably say I can muscle him instead of he can muscle me. Yeah. Andy Ruiz, motherfucker's up at 280. 250, maybe the late, the lowest he can get. Dylan White, same thing. You're not going to be able to outmuscle these guys. You're not going to be able to. You're going to be faster than them. But even then, I didn't see hand speed on on, on Kusek in this fight. I just saw he was a skilled fighter, and he was able to get away with a lot of things because of his skills. Last Saturday night, skills paid the bills for Usyk because his skills were better. I think Mm -hmm. if Usyk was just a rugged fighter. It would have been a, a Derek Chisora night, but because he's a better skilled fighter, he figured out Chisora. He figured out what he was going to do. Came in, popped him, body shots, boxed him for 12 fucking beautiful rounds. But that's it. How are mm-hmm. you going to do that against the Joshua's, the Tyson Furies of the world? And think that was a bit of a problem. There was a question mark right there. Like, can, can he fight him? It wasn't the moment like, oh, fuck, yeah, well, I'd love to see him. Let's see what that happens. No, it was like... I don't think he would do good. I don't think so either. I don't think he would do good with that. I don't think so either. Like, what are you going to do with Anthony Joshua, dude? Joshua can just muster you up right now. Joshua has exactly. That exact. Tyson Fury has the skills and the and the fucking weight on him. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't. You know, I, agree. I, I, I I see why the WBC wants to create another division in the heavyweight division. They they want to make, you know, Joshua Tyson Fury the super heavyweight division. And then make oh, and then make another one called the heavyweight division, like the heavy heavyweight division. You didn't hear about that one? That was for a minute. I think I did hear about it. I thought that was a fucking joke. Super heavyweight. Well, there have been talks for like the last fifteen years about making a super heavyweight division. You know, and, 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 the, and in the Olympics there is a super heavyweight division, so it makes really? sense that you're making a super heavyweight division in boxing. But you got too many divisions. Uh, yeah. But of course, that sounds good to them because, again, more sanctiony bodies. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But for Usyk, I think he needs another type of fight. Like he needs another. He needs another rough. He needs another type of heavyweight. That type of heavyweight fight again. Yeah. But hey, he's learning. He we saw that we he it's a to me it's a better improvement from the Chambers fight. No, yeah, that, that's why I started up by saying it was a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a little better. So we'll see what happens. But to me, it was a better improvement, but that is the question mark. Again, another fight. There was more questions than answers. Yeah, there we go. For, for, <laughs> so two, in, two big, in two fights we just called right now, there's more questions than answers at the end of the fight. Yep. All right, so we move on to the main event. Last Saturday night, San Antonio, Texas, Leo Santa Cruz fighting for the second time at 130 pounds was challenging Gervonta Tank Davis for Davis's 135-pound title. And Davis was challenging for Leo Santa Cruz's 130-pound championship at a weight of 130. Now, I felt that 
I think it was gonna go. I felt this was gonna this was gonna go the distance. B-Ray, you called a knockout, but I don't remember where you called the knockout was gonna happen. I remember just. I think it was. I said a late knockout. Okay, so you said late knockout. So we both mm-hmm. were wrong, but you were more close about there was gonna be a knockout. Dave was gonna do it. Did you watch the fight? Oh, well, I'm sorry. You just said earlier on you didn't see because you were mm-hmm. a girl. What are you, what were your thoughts on the on Javon to take Davis's uh fight against Leo Santa Cruz? So when I was out, um, you know, I checked my phone and I saw the message you sent me. So I was like, oh shit, the results. Man, I was just amazed. Just amazed of how Tank Davis won that fight, man. Nasty uppercut. Man, I, I was I was hoping Leo Santa Cruz would be alright, which he is, thankfully. And then of course I got home, I saw the highlights, so I, I I've not I I really yeah, I hope to see the fight, the full fight, very, very soon. Apparently, nobody posted on YouTube, or maybe I was late. But or, no, the, the Showtime was pretty quick at taking it down. I tried. Oh, you tried, huh? Fuck. Every well, time, every time there was a video saying, "Hey, full fight," Showtime took it down. Like took it out, show, huh? Showtime was pretty quick at taking. God it down. damn. Well, I saw the highlights, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Shit!" Leo Santa Cruz was he was going toe to toe with this guy, which we both said it was a bad idea. Yeah. Bad fucking idea, but it looked good, right? It looked good, of course. It looked entertaining, but at the same time, if you're gonna think about for for him for his safety, you're like that's a bad fucking idea. But it looked good, and it's, it sucks, man. It, it sucks for Leo Santa Cruz because I mean, in a way, I was kind of going for him, but at the same time, I just go, you know, yeah, he he lost to a better guy. He took it like a man. Mm-hmm. That's what I liked about Leo Santa Cruz. So. It looked good. I hope to see the full fight soon, and I can't wait to see Tank Davis next. Tank Davis is starting to create this kind of aura, almost like Mike Tyson. Like you want to see the knockouts, you mm-hmm. want to see the knockdowns, you want to see how brutal this guy can get, this yeah. killer can get. Um, last Saturday night, I felt that the key for Leo Santa Cruz was to box him. Use your use your length. Yep. Box him, hit him with the jab. Try to try to weather the storm early. Get into your rhythm in the later rounds, and just overwhelm him with with just um, punching volume. Yeah. Um. And also, I said it was gonna be, and I also thought it was gonna be a tight rope, a tight rope for Leo Santa Cruz to balance himself doing that for twelve rounds. Mm-hmm. I thought if he does that, he's master class. Um. No, he decided to fight the same style he's always fought. Go in there toe to toe. Bang it out with you, overwhelm you with punching, uh, punching volume, maybe hurt you. But I also felt their objective was to land a punch to make Gervonta Tank Davis take a step back. Really? Uh, Gervonta's game plan was just, I'm just gonna walk you the fuck down. I'm gonna fight you in the pocket. I'm gonna walk you down. You walking me down? I'm countering you. I'm gonna walk you back down, Davis was dialed in last Saturday. He was dialed in. There was nothing that was going to stop him from winning last Saturday. Yeah. Um, the knockout, though. Jesus Christ, that knockout. That's that definitely... That uppercut. It's KO of the year. There's no doubt. No fucking doubt. Yep. There is no doubt that's KO of the year. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. That's K- I don't give a fuck about Inua's knockout. This is KO of the year. Oh, yeah. People were talking about that, by the way. I saw the fun. No, no, no. That's KO of the year. <laughs> 2020 KO of the year, dude. Um, dude, like when I saw the high, so I saw the highlight and I saw the highlight knockout and I saw that tank had him in the ropes and I saw that Leo's landing a jab, then a right hand, and then he throws another right hand 
and I see that he still has his head in the center line, and I go, oh, my God. And I just <laughs> saw that Tank took the right hand, Tank leaned back, and he, he had already cocked that fucking uppercut ready to go. And yeah. he landed it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I saw it, and I even told my wife. A nasty one. And I go, oh, fuck. And my wife was like, what happened? I go, and I go, Escaleta just got knocked out, I said. <laughs> and she goes, what? And I'm like, yeah, he stood he stood in the fuck, he stood in the crossfire. He stood in the fucking line. He's, he had his head in the center line. Yeah. And you, I, and to me, I, I can, I'm trying to put my mind into it. And to me, it's more like you can tell he was panicking and that's why he was just like trying to get him off, get, get off me type. Leo Santa Cruz was in a, was in a situation where I got to get this guy off of me and he's just throwing anything to that will land to get him. And just back him up. Yeah. To back him the fuck up. And no, like I said, I think Gervonta was just dialed in that night. Nothing was going to take away that victory from him. And he got the knockout. And Jesus Christ, like, like I said, I thought the same thing. I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. And I, and I saw on Twitter saying that was hey, a he's nasty okay. One. Yeah. He was up. He's good. Crazy knockout, though. I can't wait to watch it. This is the replay this Saturday. Um, but Gervonta Davis, I mean, like I said, he's, he's got to be maybe one of the most exciting little men right now in the division. He's drawing He's, a crowd. He is, and I think that was the first step. That Saturday night was probably the first step. That knockout, getting, mm-hmm. that knockout got retweeted, reposted. Oh, yeah. You'd, it was almost the, the knockout reminded me when De, De, Deontay Wilder knocked out um, uh, Stavern. Stavern, yeah. Or, uh, or Dominic Brazil. Brazil, yep. It was the most re- – and I was reading about it. Nine million views. On the knockout. Damn. Two million retweets. God Two damn. Two million retweets. 450,000 reposts. <laughs> that was, they said that that was the number one, uh, number one video on YouTube for Sunday and Monday. Wow. It was the number one Googled um, search engine searched item on Google this past weekend. Fuck. Gervonta Davis has put himself in that situation where he and now is at a. You want to watch what he does now, like I said, Gervon. And I and I know people are like, well, he fought a little man, you know, whatever, man. You know what? Say what, and, and I hate people go discrediting Gervonta Davis. Go, well, he he fought a little man. Look, look. We all felt, and I was here saying it, that we all thought Javante was a fuck up. We didn't. We were doubting he could make the weight. We were doubting he was going to make the weight. I was one of them. I only doubted he would make the weight. He made mm-hmm. the weight. Leo made the weight. It is not his fault that he is a naturally bigger man who could cut the weight down to one thirty. Not his fault. I think people forget too. Uh, Leo I, knows apparently, who that into. Okay. there we go. I kept hearing Leo is the one that asked for this. The fight, not tank. Dude, imagine. If he, what, you know what the funny? You know what the crazy thing is? He was supposed. He, Gervonta was supposed to fight Abner Morris, not Leo. Oh wait, yeah, right. Matt, he would have fucking done the same thing to have. I think he would have done to Abner quicker. Probably. I forgot why it got canceled. I forgot. Is it the detached retina? Remember? Oh, there sparring. we go. There, there we go. There we go. There we go. He was sparring. I forgot about that. that. Retina. Yeah, they were supposed to fight in the Staples Center. That are you right? That was supposed to be that one, that first fight where everyone goes, all right, then he's fighting pretty someone legit. 
Yeah, because I think Abner was going to move up and wait and fight him. This is, this is a crazy thing. We all were like, eh, whatever. Abner was moving up to fight Chank at the 130. Leo had already had, this was Leo's second fight at 130. Yeah. But all credit to Javante Tank Davies. He did what he was supposed to do. He made the weight. Mm-hmm. Contract the weight was 130. He made the weight. Yep. There are many fighters that balloon the fuck up to 185 and cut down. Ricky Haddon dominated the 140-pound division. He was a guy that ballooned all the way up to almost 200 pounds and would cut down to 140. Mm-hmm. Carlos Baldemir was another notorious man who would balloon the fuck up and cut his way back down. Julio Cesar Chavez does it. The senior did. I mean, I'm sorry, Junior. Munguia <laughs> does it. These were Jaime Munguia was a guy who was a light heavyweight and would drop down to 154 pounds. And no one gave a fuck about that. No one said, oh, he's too, he's too big for these guys. No one said that. We applaud him for that. You know, well, when he beat Saddam Ali, no, I didn't see no fucking, you know, I didn't see nobody cry about that. He fucking knocked out Saddam Ali when he won the title. And no. basically we applauded the kid for doing that. We're like, oh, shit. Even though we knew he was a bigger man and Saddam Ali was a smaller man. We still, we still like, oh, shit, look, he did it. Davis was contractedly to make 130. He made 130. He beat Leo. Give him his credit. And Leo Santa Cruz is no slouch. He's only had one fucking defeat in his career. Yeah. A four-division world champion. He's only had one fucking defeat. Now he's had two. And it's two. That was against Frampton. So give him credit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, give him fucking credit. All this bullshit about like, oh, he fought a smaller man. Nah, bro. It ain't his fucking fault. But b where does Tank go from here? I think the logic is, I think it's obvious, is Lopez, but I don't think I don't see that happening. Apparently, Floyd said that he, if Tank does win, which he did, I heard that Floyd said that he was he's wanting to negotiate with Top Rank and have Tank Davis versus Lopez. And I think he said that uh, it, it's even making more sense that Pink Davis is the A side. I think I read I, that somewhere. I, say I could be at, wrong. I say say at one thirty, man. You know what? I, I feel the same way. You know how I want to see him fight? Who? Joseph Diaz. One th- Wait, he fights at one thirty now. That's a good one, right there. Look at that. And he's not on Golden Boy anymore. Oh, he's not. He's not. He left Golden Boy like I think a couple months ago, bro. He's oh he was- shit! I did not know that. Yeah, he's not with Golden Boy. He's not, I don't think he's promoted by Golden Boy no more. That's the fucking case, man. Sign up without Heyman or Mayweather promotions. What the fuck? You know, you know, Tevin Farmers. See, I say stay at stay at 130. You know why? Because I think Lomachenko's coming back down to 130. Go fight Loma. <laughs> fight Loma. Dude, if he can make 130 easy, why not stay in that division, clean up the division, and then move up to 135? Fight two more, two fight a couple more times there, and then move up to 140 for the bigger fights. Build, he's right. Floyd's right. Floyd's right. He is the kind of A side material because he's having that mainstream attention. When you're having mm-hmm. LeBron James retweet your fucking knockout, LeBron James, NBA champion, LeBron James retweet your shit. Yeah, you made it in the big times, bro. When you're having pro athletes retweet your shit. Your knockout, you're you're in the big time. 
to all credit to Teofimo Lopez, he beat Lomachenko. You know, he right now is calling the shots at 135. But the money fight is Tank right now. Tank is the money fight. We got to wait on the pay-per-view numbers to say that, but he is the money fight. He is bringing the attention in. Mm -hmm. Like I said, Tank has this aura now where fans want to see how he's going to knock these guys out, how he's going to knock them out. It's almost like uh, with Deontay Wilder. People didn't like Deontay Wilder, but people tuned in to see what the fuck he's going to do because of the yep. disturbing fucking knockouts, because of the, the the Dominic Brazil knockout. People wanted to tune in to see him fight. The same reason why yeah. people fell in love with Mike Tyson. The savage knockouts, they wanted to see it. They love it. Fans love it. They feed off <laughs> the And especially in today's social media, you can make a meme out of that motherfucker. I'm surprised there's no meme on Leo Santa Cruz right now. Oh, wait, there is. He's smiling. I was about to say, <laughs> I think I've seen one before. I'll probably send it to you if hey, I can find it. Stay at 130. If that's, to me, Floyd should make him stay at 130, fight a couple more times, clean up the division, get another belt. Get back the belt you had. Get back the IBF belt. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Loma's coming back down. Why not find Lomachenko 130 then? No, I, I think he said it too last week. I believe it was last week, man. He's like, let it marinate. That's the one fight I agree. Let that shit marinate. I think that if you wait maybe a year or two and they, they're at 140, that fight would be huge. What do you Lopez, think Brian Garcia calling him out? Oh, oh. <laughs> you know what it was? It's that simple. Everyone's getting that attention except for him. So right now he, he's feeling like I got to prove something. Do you think Obviously, do you think December fifth he's gonna try to make a statement here? He's gonna want to make a statement and be like, "Oh, look at hey, look at me here, me too. Look at me, look at me as well. And I'm making big." And he's gonna want to make a statement if Devin Haney makes a fucking statement this this fucking Saturday. Exactly. If Devin Haney makes a statement with uh, Gamboa, that means your stable, not your stable mates, but your generation of fighters. You're gonna, which you know, you're gonna fight in the next upcoming next five years. Mm-hmm. All have been talked about as the future of boxing. Teofimo right. Lopez is now the kingpin at 135. Yep. Hank Davis just put himself on top of the fucking boxing world with that knockout. If Devin Haney beats, does better a better job with Gamboa than Crawford and Teofimo, and I'm sorry, than Tank Davis, he puts himself on the list as the few as one mm-hmm. of the best fights, future fights, uh, against Tank against Teo. Yep. You're right. Ryan Garcia would have to walk into December 5th, not only to win, but to do it in a, in a, in a better fashion to prove that he exactly. belongs, that his name belongs in the same sentence with the name, the fighters I just mentioned right now. Yep. That That's the, uh, that's the impression I got when I read that. I was like, Oh, he, he must be feeling like he's fired up because he feels like shit. I really got to prove something. He does. And I think that fight makes it even more interesting because, it is. You're going to be going in there to make a statement. You're going to go in there to try to prove something. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, and you ain't fighting a bum. You're fighting a real good contender, though. Yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, he so, gave Lomachenko a pretty good fight, I remember, in the first did, couple he rounds. He actually did. So, all right, so we did. So, you think so you think he should move up? I think he should stay down. Um, We'll continue talking about Tank. So, that Saturday was not only the, the knockout, but also – there was controversy, B, right? 
Uh, yes. It was Glovegate. Fans pointed out, I'm trying to look for the video here. So it's, and um, there's a video here in which it shows on the top, Javante Davis hitting the pads with his trainer, wearing Grant gloves. And in the bottom of the screen, it's Dan Davis wearing plain white winning gloves. Now the controversy starts that the gloves were changed minutes before his fight against Leo. Which raises the question, why did he switch the gloves? Who allowed it? Who was it notified? <laughs> were the gloves loaded? Were the gloves tampered with? We don't know because nobody fucking knows what happened backstage. Because this is in the WWE where you have cameras backstage recording every single fucking thing. But Floyd Mayweather did show a video of the gloves that he wore being put on him minutes before the fight. So B-Ray, what's your take on that? What I think about that, well, before I I heard, you know, Tank Davis and everybody clearing it, um, first of all, I was thought it was weird. Like, that's pretty suspicious, one. And then, two, I thought it was funny how a lot of people are saying, what is Texas? So they are known for being pretty fucking suspicious. Texas, yes. Texas is notorious <laughs> for having – I'm scratching something here. Texas that's is okay. notorious for being suspicious. But, B-Ray, even I knew. And I found mm-hmm. this out in um, – what fight was it? I think the – I think it was the Maidana versus Mayweather first fight. Oh, God, yeah. You know, you don't choose just one pair. You chose two pairs of gloves. Two pairs. And you choose the one pair. You you try them on in front of your opponent, in front of your, your, your opponent's team. They look at it. They can try it on if they want. Yep. They all prove, like, hey, it's fair. The glove is good. Commission signs off and takes the gloves. The second pair, same thing. You have one pair, you know. Davis chose two pairs, which were signed off. Sorry if I'm peep popping my shit, but Tank Davis took <laughs> Tank Davis was approved for both gloves. Tank Davis said his hands did not feel right wearing the Grant gloves. Yeah. So he decided to go with winning gloves. The commission approved. No. Now here's the thing. The only mistake that that happened here was the commission did not run across the hall. And notify Leo Santa Cruz's team and told them, hey, we need one of you guys to be here because we need you guys to witness because he's switching gloves right now. This isn't Tank's fault. This isn't Mayweather's fault. This is the commission. The commission has to notify the other team and let them know, do you want to have a representative in the locker room while they're putting on the new pair of gloves? As far as I've been reading, as far as I am concerned, Leo's team was not notified. They were told the gloves are being changed. They were not given the chance to send somebody to go see the gloves being taken off yeah. and the new gloves being put on. But let's, let's clear this up. It didn't matter what fucking glove he was, what he was wearing. <laughs> tank still hits like a fucking tank. I agree. Tank still hits as hard. Whether it would be Grant gloves, whether it be Everlast gloves, whether it be rival gloves, whether it be winning gloves, or Reyes gloves, he still was going to get that knockout. <laughs> yes. Because when you got power, it don't matter what glove you fucking wear. I agree. You got power. You got power, you got power. So let's, uh, that's my thing because I keep, I keep reading like, oh, he cheated, he cheated. 
He didn't fucking cheat. You had Gabe Rosado on, I think one of the fucking, on one of the fucking pages here, telling fight, telling P fans, they shut the fuck up. He didn't cheat. <laughs> you guys aren't even fucking fighters. You don't even know what's going on. You're allowed to have two pairs. You're allowed to switch gloves. If you don't, I was about to say, I was about to say, I don't think they know that. I don't think they know that rule. It, to me, it was just, again, you don't want to give credit what credit is due. No, they don't. So stop and give him credit. He fucking won. You don't hear Leo making excuses. No, I, I think that's what uh, people on the internet are saying. He took it like a man. He's not complaining. He he knew he lost. He lost with a better man. There's no shame of that. So stop it. Stop it, dude. Like, stop making excuses. <laughs> he lost like a man. So we're switching topics, talking about making excuses and taking your loss like a man. <laughs> I'm going to put something on right here real quick. I'm not going to play the full thing, but I'm assuming as soon as you guys hear the first 30 seconds of this, you guys know what the next topic is going to be. So hold on. The Bible tell us that silence is golden, but my ears can still hear and my eyes can still see. The Bible also tells us to be swift to hear and slow to speak. You see, what you don't understand, thief, what you did is what my people deal with all the time. Someone cheating them from providing their greatness into the world. But it's a burden that we cut off only to make us stronger. I saw in the first fight where Riga Adam was pulling down your gloves to put your fist in an improper position. Y'all, y'all tried the same method the second time, but this time you scratched flesh out of my ears, which caused my ears to bleed. It's impossible for a brand new 10 ounce glove to bend, to keep a smushed in form, or they have loose space. I highly believe you put something hard in your blood. Something the size and the shape of an egg weight. Here's the reason why the side of my face swelled up in an egg weight form. So, we were last Saturday, while we were all waiting for Javante Davis to make his fight, God damn it. Hold on, I'm sorry. <laughs> Get his fight going. Javante Davis, wait, so Javante Wilder <laughs> came out. And put out a video accusing Fury of cheating. Now, boxing fans have speculated, hypothesized about Glovegate in regards to Tyson Fury tampering with his gloves in the mm-hmm. second fight. We've seen the pictures of the dentic gloves. We've seen videos of someone zooming in and seeing Tyson Fury's fist where it's not supposed to be in. We've seen videos of the first fight where the glove looks floppy. Everything. Deontay Wilder addresses it in this fucking, um, I'm assuming, two-minute two video? Two-and-a-half-minute video? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, before I read the caption of the video of his video, what was your take on watching this um, Deontay Wilder coming? His first public, first public uh, what, appearance, you could say, since the loss? Yeah. I I really didn't like it. I felt that he should have just kept his mouth shut. I so when I saw it, I I was like, oh god, this is not this is not this is not looking good, really. So, <laughs> uh he 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 just needed to shut up. This to me, uh, so far it looked bad on him. It if the looked- truth come out, then awesome, cool. But you look, you just look fucking horrible right now. <laughs> Does it make it worse that he said he thought he lost because he wore 40 pounds of fucking costume on top of himself and it made him tired? If, yeah, he, never, if he never said that, would this video make 
make it better or worse? No, worse. I still think worse. So if he never said, "Hey, you know what? I wore I wore a costume that out, you know, that took a lot out of me." If you never said that, this video still would have been the worst thing. So, yeah, it, it still would have been like, yo, shut up. Yes. My opinion. I agree with you. I think he should he should have kept his mouth shut. Um, look, the, the commission, the WBC never investigated it. No. Do I, believe, do I believe that Fury tampered with gloves? The evidence is there. Um, anybody who boxes professionally amateurly uh, or, um, or as a hobby anybody who owns professional boxing gloves whether it be you know pro line to grant gloves knows how a glove is supposed to look when you put on especially a fresh new glove brand new yeah i'm gonna leave it as that if y'all have it if you have an explanation of how all that stuff looks like Below the description of this episode is the email address or Instagram page. Tell me, school me. Like I've said it before and I said it again. <laughs> I'm up to discuss this with any fan that can tell me why the glove looks like that. I'm not going to say anymore. This is not for me to talk about. I, I know you guys have heard it on every fucking podcast platform, every YouTube platform. So we're not going to go into this fucking glove gauge situation. But <laughs> I say it again. Anybody who owns a pair of gloves, whether it be from ProLine to Grant Gloves, knows what I'm talking about. And if you can replicate the vid, the stuff that is in that video with a brand new pair of gloves, show me. <laughs> not because I yeah. want to do it, not because I want to do it, but show me to school me, educate me. I'm always learning. I always want to learn. So I'm letting it be like that. So to continue on, Wilder shouldn't have said nothing, dude. This made him worse. Um, should take your loss. Take your loss like a man. If you think you got cheated, you got cheated. Um, the one thing I liked about Miguel Cotto, he took his loss against Margarita like a man. He did. Even after, even after finding out that, even after finding Miguel, uh, Margarita cheated against Mosley and there was probability, a huge probability that he did the same thing to him. Margarita took, I mean, Cotto took it like a man. I know. Cotto, that I, you didn't hear mm-hmm. Cotto going around going, he fucked me, he cheated. No, he said, only he knows what he did to me. If he cheated, that's cool. I think he did. That's all I could say. Like, you didn't, you didn't hear him go on social media. You didn't hear him going in every interview talking about We already knew. We know the truth. That was it. He took the loss. Hey, I lost him. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. I lost him. Fuck it. Deontay, I felt it was lame when he made the excuse about the 40 pounds. Yeah, it was laughable. It was laughable. Um. I felt this was even worse. Like this put him back. This, this set him back, bro. Like it did. If it was laughable about forty, this is even more laughable. Um, if you have the proof, and you're proven to be right, then shame on me for for ridiculing you and not believing you. Mm -hmm. But, bro, like it. This just sounded like a desperate man. This sounded like a man that doesn't want to come to grips that he he lost. No, exactly. And I'm a Wilder fan, and I like Wilder. Mm-hmm. But this, this didn't, this didn't sit well with me. And I saw the video, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any credibility you have is going down the drain with this video, man. I agree. Any credibility, like, come on, bro. Like, to me, 
and I'm still using a Coda reference. You didn't see Coda do it. When Coda finally got the rematch, he brought it to light. Dakota said, watch, I'm going to prove he did cheat because I'm going to beat his ass in the ring. He's not going to do what he did the first time. And he mm-hmm. did. To me, well, they should have just kept his mouth shut. During, and then if you actually, this is my thing, if Wilder really believes that the gloves were tampered with, that Tyson Fury cheated and assaulted him in the ring, you should have fucking proved it in the third fight. You should you would have kept a watchful eye on how his gloves were looking. You would have done everything possible to make sure the gloves weren't tampered with. And then if you knocked them out and if you beat the shit out of Fury, you would have came out and said, This is what this is what I mean. He cheated the last time. Look, there's I there's nothing I did different in this third fight. And look what I was able to do. Because I made sure he didn't cheat. This is what happened. And then mm-hmm. he would have came out and did everything you needed to do. And then people would have been like, people would have started raising questions. You know what you're right. You're right. You know what? Fury didn't look the same. The gloves didn't look the same like the last fight. You're right. You're right. Don't do it now. This just sounds desperate. This just sounds pathetic. It does, man. You're right, because I'm a Wilder fan, but everything you're saying is the fucking truth. So let me I read can't the defend that. I can't defend that either, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. So here's the here's the here's the calm the caption. Fury, be a man. Flipping off emoji. Fury <laughs> at Gypsy King 101. It is time for you to be a man and honor your agreement. What is this bullshit? You're going to fight Carlos Tackham instead of me? You got to be kidding. When you're going through all your darkness, your darkest times, I told you, if you got yourself together, I would give you a title shot. Being a man of my word, I gave you the title shot. When the fight was a draw, I told you I would give you a rematch. And you know, I'm sorry, you know, I was offered more money to fight Anthony Joshua than I was getting to fight you. Again, being a man of my word, I fought you. Like I said, I would. In the rematch agreement, there was no rematch clause. Now it's time for you to be a man and honor your word. Instead of trying to weasel weasel out of our agreement, scared people run, bet a scary man will break his contract. You coward-ass bitch. Hashtag bomb squad. Hashtag to this day. Hashtag you the thief. Paybacks are coming. Trust me. P-Ray, what is your take on the on the comments and the caption? Uh, it's just bad. It's bad right now. It's bad to where, to the point where I go, I think both, uh, mostly Wilder just shut the fuck up and just make the third fight happen. But it looks like it's not, obviously. <clears throat> no, it's not. It's not going to think, what was I reading it right now? Uh, da-dum. Damn, 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 damn. Hold Didn't on. he say something about like he admitted that Wilder offered him more money? Who? Joshua? Yeah. No, Anthony, on. Uh, I want to get there. Ran. Hold on. Oh, okay. All right. I wanted to be sure. So not only did he accuse Tyson Fury of cheating, but he also accused his former trainer, Mark, Mark Breland, of tampering. <laughs> See what I mean? No, poisoning man. his water during the fight. What the fuck? So not only is he saying Fury, he's accusing the ref of being of allowing the assault. He's accusing Fury of tampering with the gloves, putting padding in the gloves. He's accusing his trainer, Mark Breland, of tampering with the water and poisoning him to make him feel weak. He's saying a shitload of things was happening. This sounds like a WWE main event where a bunch of people are interfering. 
It's really pathetic, man. I agree. The only thing I agree with Wilder is be a man in your word and give me the rematch. Okay, the contract expired. I get it. But I gave you a rematch. Give me the rematch. That's the only thing I agree with Wilder. Look. I agree. I gave you a shot when everyone else thought you were a joke and you were done with. I gave you a rematch when it was a draw and there was no rematch clause. I could have moved on. And from the looks of it, like he said, I got more money to fight Joshua and I turned it down to give you a rematch because I promised you the rematch. So do me the favor and give me my rematch because I gave you a shot. That's the only thing I agree with Wilder. Yep. All the accusation of cheating, corruption, I don't agree with. And I think it's pathetic. The yeah. only thing I agree with Wilder is this. Be a man your word. Give me my rematch. I agree. That's the only thing I, I, that's the one thing I did say he has a point on that. Very good point on that argument. He does have a good point. And then, so what was it? Uh, and Tyson Fury's trainer put, sure, the fight was fixed. I fixed it with the right hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was a quote from George Foreman when George Foreman was asked. Um, yep. B-Ray, oh, hold on. And then Mark Breeding put, it's all true. I spiked his water. I pissed on it after he fired me. <laughs> B-Ray, this is pathetic, though. Like Real pathetic that I'm very fucking disappointed in him. I am, too. So Fury is scheduled to fight somebody. I don't know if it's Carlos Takam or Agit Kabiel is also another opponent being thrown out there. He's going to fight December 5th. There's no, that's no doubt about it. He's going to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going I'm to go to your thing. You're saying... Tyson, um, Deontay Wilder said, I was offered money to fight Joshua. Lucrative money. Turned it down. We in this show accused Eddie Hearn. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag don't Eddie, fuck don't this, fuck, this, don't fuck up. this up. Hearing, hearing, B-Ray, that, fear, that Deontay Wilder admits, I was offered lucrative money to fight Anthony Joshua. Mm-hmm. You take back the hashtag Eddie don't fuck this up hashtag. Yeah, I gotta see. I, I gotta see more. <laughs> B Ray, I gotta we, see more. We sat here and shit talked that Joshua and, and and Eddie were afraid to fight Deontay. That they were fucking bullshitting. That they were honey dicking the general uh-huh. public. And Wilder came out and said, "I was offered to fight him. Look at the money." I turned it down to give you a fucking rematch. Yeah, but I, I want to know, was there, was there after, any bullshit in it? <laughs> but after years, years of us sitting here talking shit, saying they don't want it, they're offering shitty money, they're offering shitty money. You know, both guys should get equal pay. Lucrative money. What does lucrative money mean? I mean, it must have been enough for him to be like, it's a lot. Now, the reason I say it is because Anthony Joshua was interviewed because while this statement was being made, they asked Joshua, hey, did you hear what Wilder said? And this is what Anthony Joshua said, and I agree with him. And uh-huh. I'm going to admit it here. I was one of the people here that shit talked on Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn being a bunch of bitches, not willing to negotiate, not willing to pay Wilder what he's worth. Mm-hmm. After last Saturday night's comments, I might have to eat my words. 
and I might have to take back all the shit I've said about Wild uh, about Joshua and, and Eddie Hearn because you were offering him money then, so the the the, the deals were true then. But this is what Joshua had to say. Reveal itself in it, and uh, I get a lot of stick in this sport, man. I do, but I take it with a pinch of salt. And um, he just admitted it that look, we offered him a lucrative offer, but he wanted to face Tyson Fury, and so be it. If that's what he wants to do, that's fine. But he dragged my name through the mud with him as well. You know, where while Wilder was doing what he's doing, trying to make me look like like I was a bad person, I didn't want to enhance the sport or add to it or fight certain fighters. I just had to roll with the punches in it. And um, he's actually come out and said himself that look, we offered him a really good deal, but he wanted to fight Tyson Fury, so people can take it how they want and see what the truth is now. Fury, what's your take on that? Joshua just said, "I wanted the fight. We offered him. He wanted to fight Fury. Fury. That's on him." But you, he's right. We dragged his name, B Ray. We on this show talk so much shit saying that Joshua don't want to fight him. Joshua did. Yeah. <laughs> B Ray, come on. I've admitted it. I know I fucked up. No, no. I mean, they offered it, but at the same time, I kind of want to know like, but was there any one little weird shit like, oh, you have to fight on the zone? Like, you get me? Like, because okay. th- that's the only details to me I want to see. Because if there was nothing, no bullshit, then yeah, Wilder, you fucked up. I think you did. You fucked up. You should have. T- you should have. You should have taken it. You should have fucking taken it. You should have. You're telling me we could have had the dream fight, basically the the mega fight we all wanted it for two, three years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. we could have had it. Instead, we did it. Instead, we're sitting here. Breaking down a video of a pathetic man accusing his trainer of tampering his water, yep. accusing another fighter of tampering with gloves. It's a little dicey. Oh, yeah, it really is. A little dicey here, but it's not really not. It's not looking good on him, man. That's, that's again really very disappointing. It's not, really, it's not looking good. So one last thing before we fucking move on to the next heavyweight topic, um, Deontay Wilder did an interview and they asked him, "Hey." What do you think about Floyd Mayweather saying he wants to train you? Oh, my God. Yeah. He said, no, thank you, but no, thank you. I don't take no fake love. He don't like Floyd because he felt that Floyd always bet against him. He talked shit saying, you know, fuck him. I don't need Floyd. I don't need nobody. I've got here by myself. You know, I've done this all by myself. Look what I was able to accomplish. I don't need to change anything in my career. (laughs) The only thing I need to do is replace my trainer, but I don't need to change anything. B-Ray, those comments. Hearing, Hearing what he said about... He thought he was robbed. He thought he was cheated. He's accusing of his trainer. Fuck the whole, and I don't want to get trained with Floyd or whatever. The statement that I took away was, I don't need to change anything. In my, and I don't need to change anything. Like, bro, like, you have to evolve as a fighter somehow. You, you do. And you don't want, you don't feel you need to change anything you do. Because what got you, because... You did this by yourself, and this is what got you to the dance. You're gonna still use the same formula. It's, and mean, it's obvious people are gonna catch up on that. They're gonna catch up on that formula, obviously. obviously. But uh, come on, like it's, it's bad move to me. I think, to me, in my opinion, bad move because that is a question. Was that a bad move? Was that a good move? In my opinion, he should have taken that offer. You think he should have gone with Floyd? I I, I felt like he should have, but I mean, but if he does, if he dislikes a guy. Of course, he's not gonna take his offer. I mean, but 
Business is business, though. I agree. I really agree. But business is business. I mean, fucking me, hates the guy. But yeah. This is the business, bro. This isn't about being making friends about business. If you're telling me this guy can help me, okay. Floyd putting his name behind Deontay Wilder, putting his name behind this Tyson Fury fight elevates the fight even more on paper. Yep. View buys on everything. Look at um all access Leo Santa Cruz Tank Davis. Have you seen the fucking views on YouTube? No, I didn't pay attention to that. It's one of the biggest draws right now on YouTube. Wow. Show, yeah, Showtime has one of the all access has been one of the most streamed uh, things right now on YouTube for them. Wow. Why is Floyd putting his name behind it? Do I think he needs to go with Floyd? I think he needs another trainer, though. I think, I think, um, yeah, you're right. What you know, what got you to the table is that right hand. But guess what? Fury demonstrated that all he needs to do is take that right hand away and, and push you backwards, and look what's going to happen. Yep. You need to change something. You need to evolve. You can't walk in. If you keep doing that, you're going to get clipped. You can't walk in there thinking, oh, I just have this equalizer. That's all I need to walk into the ring with. All I need to do is touch him one good. All I need to do is touch him one good time, and that's it. Yeah, it helped you out for, what, 43 fights? Mm-hmm. But look what happened. You need to change things. You can't stay the same. Yeah, because if that's, the, that's your one weapon, it's, it's going to be an easy game plan to be like, well, if you get rid of that, he's got nothing. Nothing. Oh yeah, I agree. He has nothing there. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I, to me, do, does he need Floyd? No, I don't think he needs Floyd. But he does need somebody. Then he does, and uh, I don't know. Right now, I think this is a downfall for him. This is really the beginning of a downfall. It's not looking good for him. To me, yeah, you're right. It's not. Um, one last thing before we move on to the next uh, heavyweight uh, topic. Uh, someone put, it'd be funny, it'd be strange if Tyson Fury hires Mark Breland to be in his corner just to fuck with Deontay Wilder's mental game. I, I remember reading that, yep. Knowing, knowing that, I think he would. He would do that. Fury would hire Mark Breland. He fucking Fury would do that. <laughs> hey, Mark, hold, hold the mitt, Mark. Hold the mitt. <laughs> hold the mitt. I'll show him how I'm going to beat this dasa. I, I actually believe Fury would do that shit. He's a he would, man. Oh, he would. Savage, Just fuck with him. All right. Moving on to the next last heavyweight topic before we keep going on. The most in- the anticipated rematch between Dylan, uh, Dylan White and Anthony Povetkin is canceled because An- uh, 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 Alexander Povetkin tested positive for COVID. Damn. So it's out. So Eddie Shit. Hearn posted Dylan White versus Fury. Anybody? Fury? <laughs> Dylan White was already training for a fight. Tyson Fury yep. is an opponent. Dylan White is the number one contender for the WBC. Tyson Fury is the number is the champion of the WBC. Mm-hmm. Why not make that fight? Why not? Why not? I agree. Why not? They pulls in an opponent. It's already and they're both training in, 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 and they're both in England. Why not? Mm-hmm. I agree. So, yeah, they, they should. I think they should negotiate make that fucking fight happen. Do you do you think Povetkin and Dylan White get done, or you you don't think it gets done? Like you think this is the, that was the last the last time we see these guys fight? No, I think they will. They'll, they'll go. Yeah, they'll go back to that. You think they'll go back to that? I think I think they'll go back to that. In my opinion. Okay. Okay. All right. Moving on to the next topic. So I got a real quick top head topics here. 
All right, so called Boxing Buzz. says, WBC Super Featherweight Champion Miguel Burchett has reportedly tested positive for COVID-19. This is according to ESPN. His December 12th clash with Oscar Veldez is now in jeopardy because he tested positive for COVID, B-Ray. Fuck, man. This COVID shit is just really ruining it. <laughs> um, Damn. And again, talking heavyweight, Tyson Fury is taking a December 5th fight, and then there are rumors he's going to be taking two fights against Joshua, and it looks like they're going to freeze out Deontay Wilder for the end until until 2022. We talked yeah. about that last week, so I don't think that was anything new, but that was pretty mm-hmm. much what it is about Miguel Burchett. And Miguel Burchett is one of those guys at 130 pounds that I feel Tank should be fighting. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, well, you got Burchett, you got Tevin Farmer, Joseph Toto Diaz, Lomachenko coming, got a lot of guys. All right, last topic here. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, were you going to say something before I interrupted you? Oh, no, 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 no. I was about to say, like, oh, yeah, and we also got the, uh, I believe it was the next one, David Haney. Again, go, again, Boa. Oh, yeah, we're going to do that right now. Hold on. Hold on. Da-da-da-da. Hold on. Uh, Dylan one's not going to be facing, but what the fuck was the topic I had right now? All right, Earl Spence Jr. was doing an interview oh, yeah. <laughs> in which Earl Spence was asked about Keith Thurman saying, hey, hold on. I fucking had it and I lost it here. My bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> and I, I people can make fucking dicks. Uh, he, okay, so basically, uh, Keith Thurman said he that he needs to fight him or he needs to leave the 147-pound division. Earl Spence said, and I quote, I guess I'm moving up or I'm, I guess I'm moving up or going down one of the two because shit ain't happening. Fuck Keith Thurman is Errol Spence's reply. <laughs> people are crying about it. People are crying foul saying that's pretty fucked up for Errol Spence to say that. No, no. Why? Why? Fuck you. Fuck you. Anybody that says I'm sorry. No, actually, I'm not sorry. Fuck you. Anyone that says that. Anybody that says that. That's pretty fucked up. Nope. Nope. Why? He why? had a chance. Why? I tell you why. When Keith Thurman, was, when he was in the same position as Errol Spence, Probably not as huge as Earl Spence, but you know he was he was a man. He was a man. I, I would say 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keith Thurman was a man. He totally avoided Earl Spence, even right in front of his fucking face, man. Uh, totally avoided him. Now, out of a sudden, right now, out of fucking sudden, he falls off. Right, falls off the fucking map. Comes back. Didn't look good against. Um, oh my god, what's, what's his name? Josecito Lopez. I, I could be wrong, right? He didn't look good in that fight. Then he got his ass beat by Manny Pacquiao. And then now he's not over here saying like, oh, well, he, he, he needs to fight me. He needs to fight me. Who are you again? I'm sorry. You're pretty good. You're fucking good. Keith Thurman, don't get me wrong. He's still good at the, at that weight division, but I'm sorry. You didn't give Earl Spence a chance. Now that he's huge, now he's a big, you know, he's a, a big deal now. Now you want a shot of that? Fuck out of here. I'm sorry. And let's be honest. Ain't no one clamoring for Keith Thurman. No, no. Maybe back, like I said, maybe back in 2015, 2016, I kind of was. I don't know about you. I was. We were waiting for that. That ship sailed a long time ago. That's another reason I say fuck him then. No. I'm sorry, but you're good, buddy. Maybe a fight with Terrence Crawford would be good. Maybe feed him that. You know, you get me? <laughs> feed him Terrence Crawford. But for Earl Spence, he, I think to me, in my opinion, Spence has every right to be like, no, fuck that guy. Fuck Keith Thurman. I agree. I agree that at this moment, Earl Spence does have the, the luxury to say I can pick and choose who I want to fight. In a way, yeah. But he's also choosing to fight the best. You got to imagine. Fought Kel Brook. Fought Adamon Peterson. Fought Mikey. From there, fought 
Sean Porter Sean is Porter. going to fight Danny Garcia next. Exactly. It's a good schedule. He's busy. He only fought with Danny, Danny Porter. No, he fought, he fought Danny, then he fought Porter, then he fought Josito, and he fought Manny Pacquiao. Both guys have a good resume, but like you said, he fell off the map after the Sean Porter fight, came back, looked horrible against Josito Lopez, got spanked by Manny Pacquiao. We haven't seen him hard. since then, and he's no. out there walking around saying, well, he needs to fight me. Bro, you just got spanked by a fucking 39-year-old fighter, 40, or 42-year-old fighter. 42. I think Manny Pacquiao should be telling Earl Spence, you need to fight me. Exactly. Crawford, need be, you need to fight me. To exactly. Me, to me, Keith should say that to Terrence. Like, hey, you you know, you either need to get the fuck out the division or fight me. There we go. That, that's where I go. Feed him Crawford. That makes sense. That makes more sense. Yeah, to me, it makes more sense. Makes more sense. Uh, look, Errol Spence is the is the to me he's one of the top welterweights in the division. I think it's a three headed division. You got Pacquiao, Spence, Crawford. Yeah. You know, Pacquiao's waiting to see what the fuck he's doing. I don't know what he's planning to do. Didn't he? Was a couple weeks ago he said, "I feel like fighting." Against who? Exactly against who? Is he waiting for the winner of Danny Garcia versus Spence? Is exactly. he waiting for the winner of Crawford versus Kell Brook? Conor McGregor. <laughs> I doubt Conor. I think Conor's gonna stick at the UFC. But who is he gonna win? And then for Keith, who are you gonna fight, bro? Like, to be honest, you're in the bottom of the list. He is. At That's best, why I say fuck him. At best, he probably he's probably gonna have to fight Sean Porter again. I was I mean, I was about to mention something like that if. Thurman has every right to say things like that. If he fought a rematch with, yeah, with Porter, he won or he, he beat Crawford. You understand, like, fights kind of like that. If he won back to back, then he probably has kind of right, he has, you know, for him to say that with that attitude. But he's at the bottom of the list. So for him to act like, hey, I'm the man, you need to fight me, it's laughable. You, I laugh at his you, face. You were the man. And when you were the man, you didn't want to fight the guy. You didn't. So this guy, to me, Earl Spence is more looking at it lucrative-wise. Why am I going to fight you? You're just coming off this loss. Who are you? What am I gaining from fighting you besides just beating that too. and putting your name on my resume? I'm fighting Danny. Dan, Danny's coming off a win. And a good win, best. Yeah. Against, against Adrian and Granados. Something like that. I, I forgot what round of the knockout was, but it was pretty yeah, good but knockout. he's coming off a good win. A good win. Mm -hmm. off off a loss to Sean he's coming off a win Spence is coming off a win against Sean both guys are coming off good wins makes sense why is Earl Spence going to waste his time fighting Keith for what what's he getting out of it exactly Keith is a what top yeah he's top five welterweight but yeah top six top top five top six to have welterweight but I'm sorry like after Danny He's gonna have to look at fighting Manny Pacquiao or or Terence Crawford next. Those that's the next big fight. He can't look back and go, "Oh, I'm gonna fight Keith next." For what? There's nothing there. Nothing. Now, if Keith were to come back in January, beat like let's say a Broner, let's say Keith Thurman versus Broner happens. If he beats Broner, and then later that later that 2020, by he fights Sean Porter and beats Sean, then that, that comment makes more sense for him to say, "Exactly, you need to fight, you need to fight me next." Then. Yep. Then the fight makes more interest has a little bit of interest for us. But right now, you're coming off a loss to a 42-year-old man. You had spanked. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make sense. 
No, it doesn't. It's always laughable. I laughed so hard when he sent me that. Oh, I and he, when he I'm said like, that, the fuck? I even I just laughed about <laughs> Earl Spencer. Like, well, I guess I'm moving up where I'm moving down because right. <laughs> that was a straight up fucking funny shit to me. It really was, and I, oh. and I just and I read it in his voice too because he's a chill guy. He always, man, man, just man, fuck Keith Thurman. Fuck Keith Thurman. <laughs> man, fuck Keith Thurman. That's all I gotta say. All right, B-Ray, we talked long enough about boxing. We got these fans already hyped up. Let's yep. get to the main event, the main topic. This Saturday night, you got Devin Haney, the WBC lightweight champ or franchise champ, interim champ. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what it is, but he's up. He he holds a WBC strap. That's what he does. Know. I'm he, pretty sure it's the WBC belt that Lomachenko had before the franchise. Wait, but so. I thought Teofimo won that. Oh, he, fuck. Have you see what I mean? I'm fucking confused. Wait, but I thought I thought Luke Campbell and Ryan Garcia are fighting for the WBC. Uh, well, that's right. What the fuck? I I thought I'm fighting for the WBC this Friday against Lescaleta after. He no, I thought I was. I don't know. We gotta talk to Suleiman. Okay. <laughs> All right. So he's gonna fight your Yorkis Gamboa. Last time we saw Gamboa, he was getting laid on his ass by Javante Davis, but he's gonna fight him. So yeah. Ray, we're gonna give the fans our pick for who's gonna win. Well, obviously we know who it is. So let's have, let's cue the music. These are our predictions. What's your prediction for the fight? Then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. 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 All right, Barry. So, Javante, I mean Javante, Devin Haney, <laughs> here here is Gamboa. What did you think when you heard this fight was get, this fight was getting made? I was just a little disappointed, but then I go, I guess it makes sense. They wanna, they probably want to, um, uh, what's the thing called again? They want to come fucking compare, see how he does better than uh, how he does different than Take Davis. But he, he, his last fight was a loss, though, bro. Like, I know, right? Like. Yeah, I'm, totally looking at, I'm looking at his box rank. He got TKO'd by Tank Davis in the twelfth round, bro. Like, he fucked up his foot, right? I, I was it his foot that he fucked up? I don't even. Or uh, I forgot, but yeah, I, I, I rewatched it last week, and I remember they're saying like, yeah, if something's wrong with his foot or his shoe, I forgot what happened. Achilles heel, something like that. I think so. I think he strained it, or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look at that. He was able to go uh, what ten rounds, maybe twelve rounds with Tank. I think he went the full twelve. Yeah. Now, of I, course, now everyone's like, will David Haney do the same or pull him out quicker? So Gambo, That's the story of the Gambo, fight, everyone. How, how old is Gambo? I think Gambo is, what, 40? Uh, well, yeah, right? 30, 38. There we go. I was about to say close to 40. years old going against a 21-year-old David Haney. Hungry Man. motherfucker. You're your kid's Gambo, though. Really? That's what I said when I first heard about that fight. And, like, really? And, and this isn't a Gamboa coming off a win. This is Gamboa coming off straight out the, the the Tank Davis fight, which I think he fought Tank this year, right? Or last year? Last year. It was December 28th of 2019. So it's almost going to be a year. Yep. B-Ray, he's fighting Tank. Fighting tank. He's fighting Yuriakis Gamboa. I wish he was fighting Tank Davis, but no. I'm, okay. What's your prediction? Let, let, let's let's get into it. Let's just fucking get into it. What's your pick for for Saturday night? Honestly, I got Gambo winning. And I, I really, want, I don't want to put out the water. 
<laughs> I don't want to spit out the water. I don't. Uh, I, you know what, man? I, honestly, I, I kind of do see this happening. He, he, he might do it. He might do it. Maybe not. But I'm going to say, fuck it. I'm going to say it. You going for the underdog? No, 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 no. Uh, well, I was say, are you shitting me? You're really going for the underdog, dude? Oh, my God. I was about to pick a new no, host. I was like, no, 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 no. for that, dude. Now I'm going for Gamboa, all right? I love a good underdog, but no. But I'm not, what I'm trying to say is that I'm going to say it, meaning David Haney puts him out in, I'm going to say four rounds. You think Haney puts him out in four rounds? I'm going to say maybe four rounds, yeah. Pretty early. Do you early think, rounds. Do you think Haney is motivated to make a statement here? Oh, definitely. Especially Tank Davis right now. He is the most talked about fighter right now. I, I guess you can want to say that, right? First it was Lopez. Right now, people are talking about Tank Davis. Yeah, because Lop- Lopez took the spotlight for like a two weeks. Then Davis yeah. right now has the spotlight. So you think Haney's going to try to get that spotlight right now? And then, uh, yeah, yes, there we go. And Haney probably be like, okay, you know what? I want that attention. And of course, we saw Ryan Garcia basically said that on Twitter. But wait, what he's kind of motivated. But what kind of attention are you going to get from knocking out a 38 year old fighter who has coming off a loss? I, I totally agree. I really, I, I totally agree. Okay. But it does. Um, but still, it doesn't stop David Haney to go. I guess the only motivation he probably think of, like, yes, he's an old guy, but he's still hoping to knock this guy out to the point where people fucking forget forget that how old is this guy. I think he wants to put him out to the point where everyone is just like, holy fuck, just like with Tank Davis. Maybe that's what he wants to do. And again, he probably wants to he he probably wants to beat his ass early. To say, like, look at that, Tank Davis. It took you very long time. Long, long fucking time. Against a one-legged fighter. One-legged fighter. And I put his ass out in three rounds, four rounds, maybe one round. So I think that's the biggest motivation for him is to rub it in on Tank. Even though he, he sh- it shouldn't be on him. Yeah. Meaning he should not be fighting a guy like Gamboa. That's how I see it. That's the only negativity. It's like you're fighting Gamboa. <laughs> I agree with you. I think this, he's trying to make a statement here. I think he wants to put himself in the same talk as the as uh, Tia Fimo, as Tank did right now in the last mm-hmm. week. He wants to do it. I think he is motivated to get it done early, quicker than Tank, mm-hmm. and quicker than than uh, Terence Crawford too. She was a great fight. The, the objective is to do it because remember. The big the 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 claim of fame for many the new Terence Crawford fans was the win against Yuri Urquiz Gamboa. That's what made people that's what made people fall in love with Trevante. Trevante, no, sorry, I keep saying Trevante with Terence Crawford was the Gamboa fight. So his objective is his fight. Yeah, his objective is to do a better job than both of those fighters, but more mostly Tank Davis. I agree. That the fight's gonna get end by a knockout. I don't think it's gonna be a, a fourth round, third or fourth round knockout. I think it's gonna be a sixth round knockout because it takes it takes Devin Haney at least two to three rounds to finally get the me- to get the measuring and get the distance going with the fighter. At least you got the idea what I got. <laughs> you had a two rounds, so yeah. so I'm giving him extra Can't two rounds. I think he knocks Can't him. Can't be out. mad at that. Hmm. I say he knocks him out in six rounds. If it goes the distance. <laughs> Shit. Dude, Devin. <laughs> exactly. Making that face right now. Eh. 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 Um, all right. Well, we both got Devin. Where does Devin go from here? 
if he wins because if he wins, right? <laughs> if well, when he wins or if he wins, <laughs> when he wins, um, what is Devin Haney go from here? Because I keep saying that Teofimo Lopez doesn't need to stay at one thirty-five to entertain these guys. He should move up to one forty, fight the winner of Ramirez versus um Taylor, get the straps over there. Does Devin Haney stay at one thirty-five? Or you think in 2021 he moves up to a 140 now and chases Teofimo Lopez? Um, I mean, it would be kind of nice, man, if he fights Ryan Garcia. Possibly fucks him up. I might be next. Or he just moves up. I still see you know Ryan Garcia and yeah, and it's if 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 Ryan Garcia you know gets past his opponent. That that's what I'm saying. So you got it mm-hmm. all depends on December fifth with Ryan Garcia. So you're all yeah. So your your prediction for David Haney's career all depends on how Ryan Garcia looks against Luke Campbell. Then right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think he moves up in weight. He's already he's already said he's barely making one forty one thirty five. One thirty five. Oh shit. Move up all to right. one forty then. Move to one forty. Move to one forty. Staple yourself out there right now. Why not? That's what I would do. He, he could. He Tio, could do that. Teofimo Lopez is going to be out for another, what, six, tw- six, 12 weeks on his foot injury? Yes, he said, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not going to fight his mandatory. I think he's going to move up and wait. He's going to go test the waters there. You know, I yeah. don't think, again, why struggle to 135? Same thing with Devin Haney. Mm-hmm. Why, to me, why struggle to make 135? No, if he put it that way, yeah. I didn't know he was struggling. But if he was struggling, then yeah, I would, Devin, I would have said the same thing too. Devin Haney said, I want to take at least two or three fights to one third and then move up. Okay, you won your title. You took two more fights. You're taking this third fight now. Either after this, move up. Move up. There's no need to strain yourself to me. There's no need for these young fighters to strain them. They're young. They're barely getting their – they're barely growing into their bodies. They need yeah. to move up. Why strain yourself to make this weight? Why strain yourself? Mm-hmm. Devin Haney is, a, from what I see, a very athletic fighter dedicated to the boxing game. I don't think he has any bad habits outside of the ring. I don't think so. But I think what's going to kill him is straining himself to make that 135. We don't even know if, he, if he's going to be good, if he's going to be in shape for this fight. I mean, he looks in shape, but you know what I mean, right? Like, he's struggling yeah, yeah. to make 135. Cause I think he's already outgrowing that division. He's just forcing himself. How much of that is he forcing himself to make yeah. his weight now? Just move up. Same thing with Teofimo Lopez. Move up. You know, Ryan Garcia is going to go follow them where the money's at. They're, he's not the money. The money's with, with Teofimo uh, Lopez at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The money's going to be with Devin Haney at the moment. Or, or the money's going to be with Tank Davis, but is Tank going to move up or is Tank going to make him come down? That's kind of the situation now. Yeah. What sucks here is we, you're right. We have to wait for Ryan Garcia's de- uh, December fifth fight to see the landscape of this avi- of how the division is going to pan out. We have to wait and to see what Teofimo Lopez's move is going to be. So all this, Devin Haney next move all depends on December fifth against Luke Cam- uh, Ryan Garcia against Luke Campbell, and what Teofimo Lopez is going to do next. Yeah, that's all that pans out to be right now. So Devin Haney now is going to have to wait and see the next couple months where this is all going to go. Is he going to stay 135? Is he going to move up and wait? Is he going to wait for Tank to come up? It's all a waiting game now. So for Devin Haney, when he wins this Saturday night, when I said it, when he wins, 
it's now waiting to see what all these guys are going to do next so he can yeah. so he can lay out his path that's it yeah i i in, in a way yeah i think we're going to have to wait till the end of the year i say i say like february yeah we should we should get a clear depth yeah, I don't need to do shit. Thank you. I think that's what we have to do. That's what he's going to have to do. Yeah. That's what I think. But ladies and gentlemen, like I said, Bree Ray has a four-round knockout for Devin Haney. I have a six-round knockout. The, 38, the 38-year-old Gamboa, I don't think he lasts that long in this fight against a young fighter who's looking to make a statement. So don't forget to tune in to the zone this Saturday night. We don't have a promo code, so just have to pay the regular price. Or if you have a friend, steal it from him. <laughs> That's what you're going to have to do. So, Beer, is there anything else you want to add before we sign out? Because that was kind of the last thing we had. Uh, No, not, I think that's pretty much it. I do, well, of course, mention that, you know, yeah, buy the merch. Go to the Rambling store. Oh, yeah. It's hoodie, merch, man. It, it, it's hoodie season. Hoodie season, new, man. We got the new hoodies out. The J&B Ray boxing hoodies are out right now. Um, click the link on our bio on, um, on Instagram. It's a Rambling Network store. Buy the new hoodies. Below the description of this episode, we're gonna have the. I think we're gonna have the link to the to the merch store, so you guys can go there directly. Um, give us a five star rating on iTunes. It helps with the visibility of this episode. It puts us out there. It gets us. Not what doesn't get us paid, but it puts us out there to possibly get paid in the future. Who fucking knows? I will never know, man. But yeah, it, like I said, give us a five star rating. Give us a like, comment, a share on Instagram. Share this page to all your good friends who like boxing and like to ramble about boxing, like we guys do. Like we do, not we guys like we do. <laughs> Other than that, don't forget to follow my brother B eighty nine on his personal page. Wrestling, boxing, and some fuckery. That's what you get at B eighty nine. Again, wrestling, boxing, and fuckery <laughs> is what you get in B eighty nine. True. Okay. Especially Other, the fuckery part. Fuckery. Other than that, follow the Rambling Network so you can follow all the good shows like Lady Instincts Podcast, the J and B Ray Boxing Podcast, Fever on the Pitch, which is coming back pretty soon. Keep an eye yep. on that. Mr. Sorry. Let's go, Mr. Lou Music and Movie Review, <laughs> and the main event, the Rambling Alcoholics Podcast. All great shows on the Rambling Network. Um, enjoy your weekend, guys. Have fun. Be safe. I know currently at this as far uh, currently as we're talking right now, there is no president of the United States as there's still about to the votes. So about to mention that. if you guys are bored of watching the news and finding out who is your president, download this episode. <laughs> yep. And when you're yeah, done, and when you're done downloading this episode, download Lady Instincts episode. And then when you're done with that, download the Ramley Alcoholics episodes with the the bonus episode of Two Youths starring Boom 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 Storytime Podcast or Ramley Alcoholics latest episode 145. We call it Don't Fuck With Me, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you episode. Anything else, B Ray? Um, no, man. Again, stay safe, everyone. Stay safe. Be out there. We'll be back next week to talk to recap, um, talk more boxing. Again, the next couple of weeks, we're just going to be talking boxing. A lot of fights are coming yep. happening. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for, uh, for listening to us for this. I, I'm assuming this is a long episode. I didn't even look at the clock yet. But have a good night. Well, have a good morning. Have a good afternoon. And if you're listening at night, have a good night. What you just said yeah. is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber 
for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This is all I got. This is all I got.